Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. AM870. The answer is everywhere. On the air in SoCal at AM870. On your AM870 smartphone app. The advantage of modern technology. And now on Amazon and Google Home speakers. Just ask for AM870. The answer. Are you listening? Listening? The Man Up Show is sponsored by Delgado Productions on AM870, The Answer. Welcome. You've tuned in to Man Up. Heard each and every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. where host Antonio Delgado and Carl Kozlowski, along with their guests, help to take a stand for modern manhood. Stand up and man up, America. And now your hosts of Man Up, Antonio and Carl. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to another edition of Man Up. Come to you from the luxurious studios of KRLA, 870 AM in Los Angeles. And uh, with me as uh, special guest fill-ins for our usual hosts, Antonio Delgado and Ron Pearson, are... Kevin Corcoran. And... Adam Grotman. And uh, they're both married dads in comics, so they're especially suited to this uh, show. And uh, our very special guest today is also the same, but uh, he is also... A uh, big star of a three-season hit sitcom on HBO called Crashing, and the author of the terrific new book that comes out Tuesday called Comedy Sex God. Give it up for Pete Holmes. Give it up, Pete. Give it, man up. Give it up. I'm giving it. All May right. the men give it up, please. Yes. Thank you. For, thank you for having me, guys. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, you all have funny names. We do. Yeah. Thank you very much. Especially your last names, really. Yeah. 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 Kozlowski? Yeah. yeah. Cochran? Corcoran. Sort of. Corcoran. I take Cochran. Okay. I went to middle school. It's normal. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Cochran? <laughs> no. Corcoran? Right. Like mm-hmm. Barbara, not mm-hmm. Johnny. Exactly. Yeah. And what was yours again? Gropman. Gropman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gropman yeah. up. Yep. <laughs> All right. What was your name before you changed it? <laughs> Something Jewish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, so uh, the first half of the show, we always bring you some of the week's weirdest news. And uh, so here we go with our lead story. And now, the lead story. All right. So this week, I'm excited to report that uh, Keith Raniere, the accused leader of the alleged sex cult Nexium, is going to trial on Tuesday. We've spoken about them before, but Nexium was a self-help group that went off the rails creating an inner sex cult called DOS. Within the group was a secret society, DOS, that prosecutors say consisted of dozens of women who were masters or slaves. And basically, while recruiting them, the masters would insist the recruits provide information about themselves as collateral, basically blackmail, including sexually explicit photos, videos in which the members tell damaging stories about themselves, and letters making damaging statements against their friends and family. And this had a pyramid structure, of course, in which Keith Rainier was the only man in the group of DOS and happened to be at the top and expected women to have sex with him. The oddest part of all this, however, is the fact that they were all branded. Each woman in DOS went through a half-hour branding ritual in which the initials of Keith Ranieri were branded into their pubic area. So um, this is a very bizarre case. Into the and hair or the, the skin? The skin area. Yeah. And oh, basically wow. branded for life. And these women now coming to their well, senses. Carl. Boom, you know. You know, everybody, yeah. every... Really smart person I know in entertainment says branding is the most important thing. Oh, yeah. my Lord. So. No, I have my own logo. <laughs> Do you? But it's in my pubes in case I change Oh, it. okay. I, I can't commit. It's like a rapper. Although like I do want to say that that's terrible and we shouldn't be riffing about obviously, it. <laughs> I mean, we can riff about it, but I want to acknowledge yeah. that that's terrible. I also want to acknowledge that Nexium is a heartburn medicine. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? DOS yeah. is an operating system. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's improving 
the organization DOS. It's going to be called Windows. <laughs> ah, that's the joke. See, I just said the ingredients for the joke, and then Grockman. That's Grockman. Grockman I, for three. I did a 1990 computer joke. Yeah. Like that. 1993, you would have said Windows Vista. Well, one has to wonder. If did, we lo- did we lose Grockman on that one? <laughs> Vista, I remember Vista. Over. I remember Vista. Nobody liked it. I'm just assuming that Keith Raniere w- does not have a floppy disk. But uh, folks, <laughs> folks. <laughs> By the way, can I just oh, say no. we have oh. a little image here? He looks like Gary Cole's cool, roguish brother, a little David Cassidy. Doesn't right? he? He does look like David. Except Cassidy. he's very, very short. Because I know, like, <laughs> I know, like, like one of the things you wanted to talk about was like how people get sucked into this kind of cult. And, uh, you know, like the psychology behind the cult mentality. Yeah. He has nice hair. He does have nice hair. Good hair. I don't know. He looks like a, an ad for when. Remember when the shampoo? Yeah. Our no. technician remembers it because she's a woman. I, I, can <laughs> I be on Woman Up, please? <laughs> yeah, well. I'm on the wrong show. What next, am I doing? I'm wearing a Lululemon hoodie. Next studio. I don't <laughs> belong on Man Up. In fact, I would say none of us belong on a show called Man Up. How Carl's the authority Pete, on this? I don't Pete, know. before you got here, we were worried that we might have been underdressed, and now yeah, you we feel, feel like fine. we're in tuxedos. I'm <laughs> one pant change away from going to bed. That's, <laughs> that's the level of luxury this, I'm living in. Keith Rainier looks like a guy who would get me to go to one or two meetings about doing his sales scam. Yeah, yeah. he could sell us a time time share. I would be really time. into it. Well, the, here's, the, here's the weirdest part of it all, uh, even weirder than the branding. I forgot to mention this on air here, was that when they captured him, it was a joint effort by Mexican authorities and the U.S. feds. They show up at a Mexican resort that he was living at with a bunch of the women at the top of this thing. And uh, when they captured him, the women were about to be left alone by the feds. They were just going to drag him off. Well, they chased after him, high-speed wow. chase, and like zipped in and out of cars, got in the way, like blockaded just to get, to get him back. I bet uh, his hair looked great. Fantastic. <laughs> he and rolled so down like, the windows during the chase so he could flow. just get that flow going. <laughs> but, my, but my question is, what is it do you guys think that, that subjects – people to being that weak-minded that they'll just do anything by the way like this how bad do you have to be for the mexican authorities to want to throw you out of their country (laughs) i don't know i'm picturing sort of like a benny hill sort of situation exactly (laughs) and by the way are the police cars small and make a funny sound in mexico it's like (laughs) i do not endorse that riff oh no okay sorry sorry. (laughs) i'm out can you edit me out of this episode? She <laughs> can. I'll, I'll send you some Wen shampoo if you edit me out of this. The it jokes of Adam Grotman do not reflect the station or the show. Well, come uh, on. I'm kidding. No but, um, no, but do you guys really, do you have any ideas about, because these things come up, like we also mentioned Wild Wild Country yeah. on Netflix mm-hmm. about that cult before the show. So, right. I mean, what makes these things happen? It just blows my mind. Well, I think, honestly, it ties into what we're really going to get into yeah. in this episode later, serious, profound stuff that, that – uh-huh. We're all, I think, really interested in is sure. that um, it's it's like uh, belonging and being kind of told guidelines, right? Yeah, I actually think flat earthers are, are have a kernel uh, of something very good in them, which is like a curiosity and an unacceptance of reality. Yeah, and then that gets sort of prostituted or, or misappropriated. Sure. But it's right. it's interesting to have compassion for all of these people, including people that join cults or flat mm-hmm. earthers, because right. they're they're acting on something that. They they don't quite feel at home in the world mm-hmm. and they're looking for answers yeah. and that's all of us and by the I you know I feel this guy's pretty good looking so let's <laughs> give these people a break yes. objectively I'd yeah. listen yeah. Yeah. by the way <laughs> if you had a pamphlet I've, I've always said twenty minutes with T Cruz and I'm a Scientologist <laughs> can I twenty <laughs> minutes in an elevator <laughs> Pete um, and he doesn't even have to talk about Scientology he can just me. tell me what he eats pitch me yeah. show me his teeth. <laughs> In at L- one point, I want to see uh, some vein in his arm, yeah. and then I'm like, I'll do whatever you're well, doing. Totally. <laughs> Next thing I know, T. Cruz in my pubes. Well, did you see that? Did you see the um, documentary about the flat earthers? I think on Netflix. I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, recently, and there's a ton of stuff, obviously, on the you know YouTube and all that. I thought it felt kind of flat. It felt kind of. Flat. I just want to join Carl in the bed. Now I want to right. take care of this episode. <laughs> but um, recently in L. A. Uh, in in an elementary school class. Um, so basic science was going on, and a kid, innocently, a fourth grader, innocently raised his hand and said, I heard the earth was flat. And he wasn't trying to be provocative. Like, he was, he had no attitude. And some other kids go, yeah, yeah, earth's flat, right? Earth's flat. We heard that. And it, I just think that's creepy. It is creepy, but I mean, like, it is the beginnings. It's the potential of good science. It's bad science. Right, right. But it's, it's the curiosity. I, I actually sort of... 
obviously my heart broke for these for these guys that are sort of chasing the wrong carrot, let's say. Right. Mm-hmm. But like I did admire, I'm using that word deliberately, that they were going out and like testing stuff. And right. I was like, right. we should all be buying right. laser right. 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 gyroscopes and going like, you say the world is rotating, but I don't feel it. Like it's <laughs> right. rotating at like thousands of miles an hour. Right. Why don't we feel it? Right. Great question. Right. I had Bill Nye on my podcast and he was like, people ask me all the time, what freezes faster, cold water or hot water? He's right. like, do it. <laughs> You have a freezer. You have a That's sink. Funny. Do it. And if I can give a compliment to the flat earthers, I think it's a beautiful thing to not accept what other people told you, whether it's religion yeah. uh, or anything. History right. needs a, a revamp. Science is a, is a, an open field where we can question and play around. It gets dangerous when we right. reject data and we have that that doc, that documentary was clearly about thing. confirmation it's bias. Conviction. Pete, you know what and it fame, is? fame. The guy, they <laughs> yeah. really want right. to be famous, really want to be special. When you see I relate a, to that. No, I agree with that. That's why I'm here. When you see a kid, I read a book. Buy the book. I'm special. We believe that the Love Earth. Me. We believe the Earth is a line. Actually, it's not flat or round. Yeah. It's a line. No, the thing is this. You know what's funny is an orb is no less weird than a flat. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're like, it's not flat. Things Don't be tend to be orbs, though. It's an orb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, orb is crazy. How many too? rocks are flat? You can find more round. But here's the thing. To question the box you've been told to go in is a beautiful thing. Like, I like it when my five-year-old son does question stuff. Yeah. But when you go so far the opposite extreme where you say, I don't believe anything they tell me. And then you sure. say, here's ten reasons with physics why the earth – it's not because I – it's not a religious belief. It's not – there's nothing in it for me to say the earth is round. But why are you guys shut down and call names when someone does tell you there's 10 or 20 physical reasons why the earth is round? That becomes the opposite, right? That becomes clenching to something – just well, it's like a, it's a, a psychological need. It's yeah, like a, yeah. a problem with authority. I feel like that's probably a right. cult thing there. too. It's like people right. like to feel that part of a community, something bigger than themselves. Well, wild, and... wild country. I disagree. I don't think those people were that crazy. I mean, it obviously went crazy. Yeah. Right. If you watch any documentary about a cult, like the Source Family is a great one. Wild, wild country was great. They all sort of start pretty great. I yeah. mean, they had a, especially wild, wild country was going to a pretty awesome place, and they had a really good run at it. It's always guns. Sex right. or or crime, which right. is when Wild Wild Country had all three money issues. But you know what? These documentaries never trust us, including the Flat Earth documentary, yeah. which didn't include a lot of why they believe what they believe. I, it felt like they didn't trust the audience with the data right. that they seem to enjoy. I wish they had. Yeah. I wish the Scientology. Uh, what was that called? Going, going clear. clear. I wish Going Clear had taken a little bit more time to tell me what these people, so we could get out of this us and them mindset where we're right. like, oh, these people right. join cults. These these people get branded. They're other. They're idiots. Mm-hmm. Right. No, it's us. And there was something, some kernel of truth that had to be given to these people at some point that made them want to go in. What did that I piece do, of paper yeah. say? Uh, well, right, that's cool. Right, Pete right, is right, smashing right. it, is what it said. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's just the time We're schedule. We're switching thing. subjects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, now we got to move on. That. We'll get back to more spiritual yeah. stuff uh, when we're talking about the book in a little bit. But um, Oh, I'll force it into every <laughs> news job. Topic. But now for our lead story two, Electric Boogaloo. You know that's a Hindu word? Lead story two. Electric <laughs> I believe it too. Okay, all right. Well, so folks, um, our next story. We this should week. do it. Electric boogaloo. Story <laughs> two. You can use that. Awesome. We'll, we'll use that as a bonus. <laughs> For the rest, of the, uh, the rest of the show. Yeah, you have to so, check for 15 cents once a month. <laughs> I prefer <laughs> AM, baby. I prefer non mechanized uh, boogaloo. Can we just have old boogaloo? Exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like yeah. a beta boogaloo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, our uh, second story of the week that we want to discuss is the incredible news that there is a new royal bouncing baby boy. Yeah. Uh, and his name is uh, very weird. If I may. Yeah. Ar- Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Is it Archibald? Is it Archibald? I just saw Archie. I'm not okay. sure. Okay, sure yeah, it's Archie. Yeah, he's got they hair. Literally already. call him Archie. So I guess they're Riverdale fans. I don't know, mm-hmm. but right. but um, you know, well, since you guys are all uh, uh, married dads, uh, yeah. any uh, advice for the MD. royal? I'm sure the family yeah. will listen. Yeah. I say get him into fencing lessons and dressage by age two. Ooh. That's important. I okay. say yeah. if you can't afford uh, childcare. Make time for yourself. Go pheasant hunting. Take the boys out to the field. Box hunt. Something for Harry. (laughs) You know? It's important. Um, A little gold throne, I would say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Try Kings Are Us. That sounds Trumpian. And a bassinet is more comfy when it's layered with thousand-pound notes. I like that. And a single P. And a single P. (laughs) A single P between bills 200 and 300. (laughs) Exactly. I say, you're the Duke of, of Sussex. Keep your dignity intact when you're scraping poop out of your arm hair. 
Just find the time to, uh, when he coughs or sneezes directly into right. your mouth, oh. remember that you're sixth in line to the throne, and that still means something. <laughs> and when you turn five, you can have Scotland. <laughs> no, wait, that didn't work out well last time. That didn't. That, that's contentious. Also, uh, it's important to, to stay disciplined, have a routine, and be silly. Like, we're trying to make him laugh. Wear a silly hat. Wait, I'm describing the guards at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> oh, and no matter what happens, we'll make sure that you get into an Ivy League school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you need it. So, because uh, you need that. Well, you're you're a new dad, also, uh, Pete, right? I mean, but like uh-huh. eight months, nine months. Your daughter. She's seven months. Yeah. Oh, okay. congratulations. Yeah, Thank congrats. you very much. Thank yeah. you. So uh, she's, she's uh, adorable. She's vaping already. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. The house Mint? smells like creme, creme brulee. Oh, wow. it's a creme brulee. Is there yeah. anything in particular that's been the most surprising aspect or the greatest aspect of it? Or uh, well, she's a very, very, very good baby. So we sort of have to like withhold. Um, when we talk to other parents, my wife and I have to pretend like we're suffering. Yeah. Because we're not. Oh. <laughs> People are always like, it's better to be a grandparent because you can get them and then you don't have to take care of them. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? like hanging about? out with her. Yeah, we, it's, that's the best part. Yeah. You, you get her when she's confused and scared of you. Yeah. And we, we get her when she's comfortable and just like, she held her bottle for the first time today. So in her yeah. mouth wow. and we were just like. I, I hate that I'm here. I'm just kidding. But like, what, what, no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm 100% joking. It was just hard to leave the house because yeah, that's what she was doing. Yeah. And when you're hanging out with something that's – like most of us go around like in, like selling ourselves. Yeah. And one of the great things about babies and small kids just in general is that they have nothing to sell. They have no identity. Yeah. Yeah. We, all, we all – I'm not going to make this spiritual, but I'm saying we yeah. all go have on. something to sell. Like who, who we are, what right. we are. We yeah. want you to think we're important and special and funny. beautiful and funny. And, and a baby is just like a hot audience. Hello. Yeah, it's a hot audience, yeah. but it's also a neutral audience. Yeah. 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 Slate. She lights up when I come in the room, but she'd light up if, if any of you came in the room. She's just excited. It's it's by the way, if you're feeling needy in that way, you can hold Carl and feed him milk. Yes, I would yeah, yeah, love yeah, yeah, yeah. to hold. He will <laughs> fall asleep. By the way, a gently draped in like kids, a light curtain material, Carl. Kids are different, and people make these generalizations. And then also, that was the original title for "Kids Say the Darndest Things." Just kids are different. Kids are different. <laughs> then the gender thing, because I was talking to a comedian. You know Greg Barrett? Or he mm-hmm. has two kids, and they're way like more grown up now, right? Mm-hmm. And and still, when our guy was just a few years old, I said he's very like got a ton of energy, and he does that running around and blah, blah, blah. he's you know only child but sometimes he's a lot and he could be very physical and he had that alpha thing sometimes and 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 i was expecting greg's all parents like, yeah i know he's like i got two girls i i can't relate i don't know yeah, i got nothing I, he's I'm like embarrassed to admit that we wanted girls you're not supposed to want a boy or a girl cool, though but we did want a girl <laughs> i've always felt like i would be like a, a a dad for daughters i don't know i like it i like girl things that's great like in your book you talk about being like your mom was your best yeah friend i was my up. mom i was a mom's yeah. boy yeah. and like the other thing that's very girly about me is like strip clubs don't work t- for me because yeah. there's no narrative there's no story i'm like a woman in that <laughs> right. way like i'm turned on by like story and thoughts and situations you like strips <laughs> of newspaper for paper mache <laughs> yeah, that strips. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's yeah. more of the strips. That I, yeah. A strip club that I would like would be right. strips of papier mache. Decoupage. Ladies and gentlemen, put your heads together for decoupage. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all leave learning a French yeah. art form. And we'll, yeah, yeah. well, let's do this again every month. I don't know. Well, I've <laughs> joked that like a strip club for me would be like. A situation like you'd meet a, a woman and she yeah. needs a ride, and you give her a ride to the airport. Nothing fancy happens or sexual happens, but at the end, she just maybe shows you her butt a little bit. That's great as a thank you. That's great, and that, that's would, be, that would be okay with sexy. Me. You know what? Weird. Or maybe I show her my butt. I, <laughs> maybe she insists to see my butt, and I'm like, I, I refuse. But that she wanted to see it is enough for me. I find strip clubs to be very plasticky and fake, especially in LA. Like I'm not, I'm like you, I'm not a strip club guy, right? Yeah. I just find because everything is fake on top of fake on top of fake but i was in montreal a couple of times in montreal my friends were like you gotta go see this shit and really honestly they had this vibe where the women were like all natural looking and they're all like yeah you know i'm like reading literature and you know philosophy and i'm really genuinely studying psychology like they talk to you like this no they're just so real like they just seem like real like they just came out of community college oh wow and it's just different vibe the one thing i gotta say about the uh the strip club phenomenon is this there's this one on la brea i've seen the sign i've not been in right and they call it crazy girls it's like really do you really want to have like an insane woman jumping around a lot of people do what a weird name there's one uh, right by largo called 
called Sin, which I think is very funny. Well, I'm going to move on from here before we take yeah. it too far into Sin we category. To... Uh, summer's coming up, and I forgot to mention that uh, last week I started the Man Up Challenge with our regular hosts, each of us having a fitness goal. And uh, I went to Weight Watchers, joined on uh, Saturday of last, like the week before last, and I lost six point. Two pounds in oh, my first week. So. You look fantastic. Hey. Thank you. You can tell so You're much. You're wasting yeah. away. Do you have <laughs> any idea where you left it? Uh, I'm you lost to... six pounds. Where did you see it last? It was a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just put down his lunch in that fridge. <laughs> it, was a... it was six pounds of, <laughs> of beef. Jimmy John's. <laughs> Anybody yeah, who's carry a leg, get to that sandwich. It's yours. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but I wanted to mention uh, before we. Uh, our you last... know how you can win that, by the way? How? Just uh, eat in an eight-hour window. That's all you have to do. How do you mean? Just eat for eight hours. I eat from noon to eight. You'll drop you straight through. Yeah. Or you well, you can eat straight through if you I don't want, want to do that. I don't want to tell you how to, how to graze. <laughs> but, but you mean within the day, don't, you only have all your meals. So when you're done, window. when I'm done, at, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done at eight. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And okay. then I'm, and then you don't eat again until noon the next day. Really? Yeah. Why not breakfast? Breakfast is always the most important part of the day. That's what Bill it's Cosby just a thing at work. Cosby about yeah. anymore, Is that what right? Bill Cosby said? Did Ram Dass tell you that? Know. Ram Dass, he's a big fitness guru. He works for the these... Egg Council. No, I'm telling you, Carl, yeah. if you just do it for a little Dude, bit, you'll eight. lose tons of weight. And wow. you'll, what is the prize of the competition? Sure, that's – well – uh, hopefully, Pride. Uh, well, Pride. Uh, we're, betting, we're betting money. We haven't figured out exactly the amount yet. You'll win. Yeah. If you I'm eat determined. in an eight-hour window. Yes. And if you want to eat breakfast, just do it from eight to and the stop last in the afternoon. One, three okay. weeks, eight pounds. That's what I gained. Oh, buddy. Wow. He picked Yay. up the sandwich Ice and cream a and couple pasta. liters of Coke. Yeah. Pete, in crashing, one of my favorite lines is uh, when the club owner tells you either lose 10 pounds or gain 15. I don't know if you're fat or thin. I felt that. Oh, yeah. I felt that. <laughs> yeah, you are kind of a medium guy. I don't know what. You? None of my clothes fit. It's weird. That's hilarious. But you I, do I'm, look thinner, though. Like, I, yeah, your face, well, right? A little bit? I, I'm the only person that was on TV and then lost weight. Okay. okay. <laughs> wow. Reverse Shatner. I'm telling you, it's called yeah. intermittent. Fasting is wonderful. <laughs> well, I just want to hit uh, yeah. that this summer, uh, for all you guys who are fitter than I am, which is just about everyone, there is now new swimwear called the Gito. It's denim printed swim briefs for men. And this follow- basically, you put on these little Speedos. And it looks like the world's tiniest, uh, highest riding jeans. These are never nudes. They're These, from the Fuke collection. It's from the Fuke collection from Arrested <laughs> yeah. Development. Oh, my God. There's Do you remember dozens. the never nudes? Right. Tobias wouldn't. Yeah, there's dozens of What's us. What's it for exactly? It's for never being naked. <laughs> it's to that's wear a Speedo that looks like jeans. It's a Gito. Oh. Yeah. Don't, over, don't overthink it. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, if you overthink it, you're not going to buy it. Yeah. Well, Just the- buy it. And they go along with the uh, Janties, which were a phenomenon mm-hmm. last year, which right. uh, for $315, women could wear like panty-shaped shorts that you could decide whether you wanted to wear them as panties or actually out on the street. Did not go over well. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, $315. So, as comfortable as a cult branding. Exactly. <laughs> right. Janties. Daisy Dukes. Because <laughs> that's why you want denim. <laughs> I've heard of Daisy Dukes. These are Daisy Dudes. Daisy Ducks. <laughs> Daisy Dudes. Daisy Ducks. Daisy Dudes. For Daisy swimming. Dudes. Yeah, Daisy Dudes. And we're yeah. not going to be Daisy Dudes. Can I say that if they were more white trash, they'd be flying on a flagpole in front of the South Carolina State <laughs> Capitol building? <laughs> They'd be yeah. on a stick at 7-Eleven. Well, I love it. Here's the description of the Gino from the from the company. They say, and they also call it the Daytona Dog Sarong. And, and it says that uh, it is the above-ground hot tub, uh, except like the above-ground hot tub of the swim brief world or something like that. It was like eating a bag of chips in church. Everyone looks over at you in disgust, but deep down they want some too. So there Didn't you the go. Gito <laughs> made <laughs> Gito. made four demolition derby drivers by demolition derby drivers. <laughs> Gito shot first. Yeah. Gito shot first. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh, we're going to be heading into our uh, first break now, yeah. and when we come back, we'll be talking with Pete Holmes more about his fantastic just book. about diet tips <laughs> and diet tips. Grab sure. a bag of Cheetos, folks, but only eat it between oh. noon and eight p.m. and in church. Okay, thanks, folks. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
The 20th annual National Women's Health Week is here. U.S. Office of Women's Health Director Dr. Dorothy Fink says there are a lot of small steps women can take to improve their health. We want women to visit a health care provider for a checkup, preventive screenings and vaccines, get active, eat healthy, pay attention to mental health, including getting enough sleep and managing stress. She says women should also practice safe behaviors like not smoking, not texting while driving, and taking steps to prevent STDs. Dr. Fink says there are plenty of tools available to help women live a healthier life check out our website on womenshealth.gov as well as follow us on social media using the hashtag NWHW and hashtag find your health. She also says physical activity affects all types of health concerns. Especially when it comes to heart disease. So we really want women to think about how they can become active because heart disease is one of the major conditions that affects women. Larry Marino, AM870, The Answer. Message and data rates may apply. Help, seriously, I'm too young for hair loss. My hairline keeps creeping back. Receding? I got this bald spot. Oh, it's thinning everywhere. I'm going to have to give up and shave it. Dude, put down the razor, because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, is about to give you your real hair back permanently. Don't ignore the signs of hair loss. Bosley is giving away an absolutely free information kit that reveals all the signs and a free gift card to anyone who texts LEADER to 85850. Bosley will show you for free how great your hair could look. Using the latest technology, Bosley's solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Plus, since Bosley has new non-surgical options, you owe it to yourself to text now for an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off, no matter what level of hair loss you have. Text LEADER to 85850. That's L-E-A-D-E-R to 85850. Did you know that if you go to your banker for investment advice, they'll only recommend bank products like money markets and CDs? If you go to an insurance agent, they'll only recommend life insurance and annuities. Or go to a broker, they'll only recommend stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Hi, I'm David Ortiz, a registered investment advisor. We don't sell products. We find solutions. So call me at 844-584-PLAN. That's 844-584-PLAN. Fix your missing or broken teeth fast and easy for a lot less money with dental implants from Dr. Ray at Smile Magic. Dr. Ray practices the latest advancements and uses only the finest implants so you know your implants are done right. And he pioneered virtual pain-free dentistry so your dental visit is actually enjoyable. You can even sleep through it all if you want. Call now and get a free exam, free x-rays, and free sedation. Plus 0% financing for 12 months. Smile Magic. 888-929-SMILE. 888-929-SMILE. It's the year of the answer. Start your morning with Hugh Hewitt at 3. The morning answer at 6. Dennis Prager at 9. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka at noon. Mark Levin at 3. And Larry Elder at 6 p.m. The AM 870 lineup has your answer throughout your day in 2019. Welcome. You've tuned in to Man Up. Heard each and every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. where host Antonio Delgado and Carl Kozlowski, along with their guests, help to take a stand for modern manhood. Stand up and man up, America. And now your hosts of Man Up, Antonio and Carl. All right. Welcome back to Man Up. And uh, as always, I'm Carl Kozlowski. And this week's guest hosts again are... Kevin Corcoran. Adam Crotman. And our very special guest, Pete Holmes. <laughs> Carl, you say your last name fast like you're not sure you're saying it right. Really? Oh, wow. Carl Kozlowski. Just kind of get through it because you're not sure. Carl, it's, it's Kozlowski. So That's your last name. Kozlowski. Yeah, yeah. WNBC. I already feel better about myself. It's so affirming. Thank you. Yes. Own it. For wow. showbiz, you can wow. be Kozlowski. Kaz- no, basically like clearing your throat halfway through it. The cause, Carl Cause. <laughs> so, uh, well, we want to talk about your uh, book, especially Comedy, yeah. Sex, God, which actually yep. refers to three separate topics in the book. Yes, it does. Although it does make you sound pretty cool, uh, but uh, <laughs> a, little, a little arrogant. <laughs> I know. I like we it. knew we knew what we were doing. We did yeah. a title that is at least makes people go like, "Does he? What is he? That doesn't you seem know, like Pete. That, yeah, that's it's not the Pete uh, I know." 
I the original title had dashes in it or, or slashes, so you would know. But then my editor was like, "It's just funnier." I keep getting weird looks on the bus when I'm reading this because I yeah. don't drive because of my sleep disorder, and people are just and, looking at me like, "What's up with this guy?" And he's got it next to a hustler, so you know, <laughs> really you're embarrassed, weird. so you house it in a it's hustler. Really weird. Yeah. So to get fewer looks, you you can yeah, yeah. sandwich it in a hustler. Um, but, but yeah, no, if yeah. you read the book, most of the sex is with myself. I am not a comedy sex god. But those are the three topics that are the most interesting to me. Sure. Sure. Sex just being relationships, but it's a yeah. better way of saying that. And God being the mystery of existence. And obviously comedy is something very You do spend swaths of the book talking about how you're abjectly not a sex god. Actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But sex and God are like so closely linked. Uh, right. You know, I, I write in the book that for a lot of – um, Christians and people who grew up Christian or recovering Christian or whatever you want to say, ex-Christian, a lot of people can understand the idea that, like, you're not tempted to steal necessarily. You're maybe not tempted to kill or, sure. or cheat or lie. But all all of us are, like, you know, it's ingrained in us having hormones and stuff. So for sure. so many people that grew up like me, the – and I don't like, really like this word – but the sin was sexuality mm-hmm. like because it was the only one that every morning you had a new batch of hormones. <laughs> no no yes. matter how many times you got rid of it or resisted the urge to get rid of it, yeah. you, it showed up every morning. So a lot of us thought we were going to hell specifically because we were sexual beings. And not, and not just uh, – you know, I know that the gay community feels – um, you know, not yeah. included in the church, and 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 straight people too. Everybody sort of got it, coming or going. Yeah. Certainly, gay people got it worse, but everybody sort of felt out of favor because they were, uh, you know, just another piece of this universe. A look, teenager. look at the world. Your your church was kind of um, non denominational, like. Was it one that was sort of like we'd say evangelical, born again, kind of yeah, sir, unaffiliated yeah. kind of? I yeah, would have yeah. called it evangelical if that was correct, because it was. It was. We yeah. went on mission trips. Yeah, I went yeah. on mission trips to Africa and South America, and uh, we were definitely trying to convert people. I kind of write about how awkward it was as With a your teenager. Yeah, That's fascinating. Yeah, trying to trying to convert people. Yeah, Did it make stand up a little easier. I mean, dude, if I had to do stand-up or tell a, yeah. a friend about Jesus on a road trip, I'd yeah. take stand-up any day <laughs> because I, I didn't really know what I believed. I had sort yeah. of been told what I believe. And I think a lot of people – and I say this with deep respect for religious people and people of faith, and I am a spiritual person. But a lot of your spirituality, as we know, comes from when and to whom and where you were born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have this earnest – sort of like the Flat Earthers. You have an earnest curiosity right. about what life is, why anything should exist. And and into that container, sometimes we just inherit someone else's ideology or someone mm. else's belief. And then because we have this earnest love of what is, we feel this like need to, to sell it to other people. Right. But that, that to me is what religion has sort of become is about membership right. and certainty when it was always supposed to be, in my opinion, about unity and, and, and figuring out the oneness right. of everything. And what you said is like it's almost like you're tagged with it, like it's the shirt that you wear as opposed yeah. to like – Everybody chooses their favorite TV show. That's right. <laughs> but it's not like, well, I'm a, you know, I'm 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 a Bugs Bunny guy because my family's Bugs Bunny. You yeah. know, it's not like that, right? Yeah. That's a fair analogy. It could be, but but it's like, <laughs> it yeah, it could like, be. How could your religion be like? But you inherited like the color of your hair, but it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. In your town, did you did you go to school with like nominal like Episcopalians and Presbyterians and Methodists who were like, yeah, we go occasionally, but like. Dude, I don't follow the rules that you follow. I mean, like- I didn't really meet like a casual Christian, too many casual Christians. I went to school with a lot of Jewish kids. Okay. And I was one of the I, I don't want to say one of the few Christians, but when I really got into my faith around my teenage years, yeah. then I went to a Christian college, right, which was like hard yeah. hardcore. Everybody I was I studied to be a youth pastor. I thought yeah. I was going to be a youth pastor. The book opens with the joke that when I became a comedian, my mom said, close enough, right. which, is, which is true. <laughs> right, right, you sure. know, I like speaking to people. I like making people feel less alone. And, yeah, yeah. And I think the medium draw, like better. Bill Hicks was the son of a pastor. You know, I think it. Yes. there's a lot of preaching kind of involved. And if I can, a little gratitude to the church. It right. was a safe place where people were nice, and yeah. it was the first place that I tried stand-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear that story over and over in the, in the music world, yeah. like Brandy, like I had the courage to say, at church. Oh, yeah. So it really was this sort of respite from my home life. Not that it was that terrible, but like right. I felt very safe and comfortable right. and, and safer than my school life. So that's where I started to feel safe to do improv and, sure. just, and stand up. In and your like that. book, you, uh, I guess, sort of allude to the fact that you lost your faith in your divorce from yeah. your first wife. Yeah, which I, I'm a little bit embarrassed because that's so 
obvious. You know what I mean? <laughs> it can go one of two ways. Your wife can leave you and you go real hard into your faith, like you double yeah. down yeah. and go like, well, it was because she was wayward and I'm going to like go and fix this problem with somebody even more devout. I went the other way. I really – because my, my love of God and from God was very transactional and circumstantial. So I felt like I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't swear. I didn't have sex. So right. I felt like – almost like God was the mafia. And I was Santa paying – right. Oh, very much like yeah. Santa Claus. I was being a good boy, so <laughs> you're supposed to protect me. Obviously, that's not true. But that was one of the things that I felt very lacking from the Christ- Christianity that I was raised with was some understanding of suffering, some understanding what, of, of pain. What's so interesting to me, just theologically, as someone who's interested, very interested in religion and spirituality, which are two different things often, sure. is that in the very evangelical, very modern sort of ultra-Protestantism, it's faith alone. It's not supposed to be works. So, yes, a lifestyle thing goes along, right? But in a way, you were forgiven for everything you did if you looked at it that way. But it's like you had rules on you about about real worldly things the way like Orthodox Jews do yeah, or Muslims. You know what I'm saying? And that's interesting to me. Yeah, you know, I'm fascinated with this too. I, I think religion, spirituality, let's yeah, say, yeah. is often confused with morality. Right. And, and to me, and one of the big things that the book is about is that what I think that Christ is inviting us to – uh, to, I don't want to get too religious and mm. offend people or ostracize people. No, sir. But all the religions, basically, yeah. are inviting you to an inner transformation. It's about emerging. Right. It's about becoming in the flow. Taoism would say in the Tao, mm. right? So obviously in the West, we've turned it into, I already said, membership and certainty. And then we knew that to like fit into this club that we now find our identity and we have to act moral. But as one of my favorite... Um, authors, Richard Rohr, says the word nice is nowhere in the New Testament. It never tells you to be nice. <laughs> right. And we've just turned it into like, we're such a like achieving society. It's just like, just tell us what to do. Yeah. Okay, be nice, smile. But it has nothing to do with the inner world. It's like painting the green oranges on a tree, orange, to make them look ripe. Right. But really, that's, that's the cart before the horse. Right. The, the invitation is to something so much more vital and interesting and exciting, regardless of what you believe. It's right. not really about... As I write in the book, God isn't going to scan your brain like a UPC code when you die to see if you held on to the right thoughts and rethought them enough times so that they became beliefs like in the way that you believe in aliens or not or believe that you left your car keys on the counter. It's not about having the correct or right beliefs as much as it is using these symbol systems and these traditions and these stories to achieve uh, a sort of awakening, if we yeah. want to use Eastern language, or, or a conversion, right. or some sort of, I like the term merging, or, or flowing or participating with what is, which is this. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing that, um, I can't remember if you said this either in my research elsewhere or in the book, or if it was just some other random thing that I read recently, but um, comics, there's always this, uh, often this thing where you know we are seen as, oh, we have this like dark mindset behind the scenes, like in our re- personal lives, you see a lot of. There's been quite a few who committed suicide or get into drug problems or whatever. But um, one thing I was reading recently was that uh, the idea that a lot of them don't want to acknowledge any sense of spirituality and um, and that it's it's sort of seen as unusual if you admit to it, mm. like you do or I do. As I'm Catholic and practice and all that. But just wondering, like, any thoughts about that, like what it is in the comic mindset or entertainment as a whole or anything like that, that sure. there's just something that lends to that or, or what? Well, I think it's sort of our job. Uh, <laughs> you know, sure. it's like – uh, Well, it's not even questioning it's, it's, as much – it is. Yeah. It's also just not belonging to things is way funnier than belonging okay. to things. Yeah. So, like, comedians, in my opinion, are, are usually in the back of the room making fun of things. Mm-hmm. And that's really <laughs> lovely. That's, that's what I would call an essential energy. I wouldn't want okay. to change that. Sure. Right. But I think uh, we're less comfortable in a group than we are uh, outside of a group. Right. We want to be right. outside of the group. Right. But what I'm trying to say in the book is that it's not really about membership or, or subscribing to my beliefs or anyone else's beliefs. It's sort of whatever gets you there. It could right. be photos from the Hubble telescope. It could be nature. It could be psychedelics. It could be a, a whole slew of things yeah. that bring you into some sort of fundamental 
fundamental connection, which is the the death of the false self. One of one of the problems with comedians and people in general is that we're so attached to our to our egos, which is the story we tell of who we think we are mm. and who we really are. The Christians would use the word soul. Science would use the word pure consciousness. <laughs> I, I just like the idea of awareness being God and that being the piece of God that's inside of us. Right. And uh, honestly, the more I transfer my my awareness into my pure consciousness, I really am less funny in the traditional way right. because I'm not. I'm spending so much less time comparing and contrasting, and I'm spending in the Buddhist way. I'm spending a lot less time resisting things. Right. You see a lot of comedy where people are just like, "Ah, oh, traffic, you bunch of idiots!" Yeah. And when you start <laughs> right, getting right. into right. the the flow and right. the surrender right. and the forgiveness of the world for being how it is, and when you kind of find your place in that, right. you will lose a certain style of joke, which is right. the traditional comedian. Right. This versus that. This is better than that. Right. Hating something. Yes, and right. and that you'll see that in my standup. My standup right. becomes so much more about making fun of that resistance than it is a celebration and an well, exploration. I always felt like you had a joyousness even it, since I became aware of you around like 2010 or something. Sure. I don't know, like on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, saw you at UCB and and it's like a joyousness and a kind of an innocence and it's like whimsical, which is such a great quality to have in right. stand-up because I think there's things and not that they won't get laughs in clubs but there's things that are sort of done and easy about hey blah 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 that thing sucks yeah, as opposed you... to that thing is just weird yeah. do you have an Where example of a right? joke from like earlier in your career that you've retired because it's not necessarily who you are anymore not uh, let me think about that I love the I, YouTube not, comments bit sure. for instance oh yeah how's anyone going to run for office because the YouTube comments are <laughs> right, on record right. forever and how mean they are about yeah, anything almost right how yeah. nasty yeah, yeah. yeah I, I forget what you were saying what did you just say about the whimsical oh, right. going against the... Well, right. you know, it's such a shame that, like, the idea that we're inside of a miracle... I like to say we're inside of a miracle waiting for miracles. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such it's a Glendale. shame that we've, we're in Glendale, which is a miracle. <laughs> but Los Angeles. Okay. Awareness itself being... The fact that anything exists is fundamentally a miracle. Oh, yeah. And the more that you can sort of rest in that space, it's a non-circumstantial right. joy. I sort of make the argument in the book, argument, or I think the point, that, like... Joy and peace can't exist in the ego or, or in the false self because it's made up of all these things that won't allow for it. That's a, yeah. that's a Ram Dass point. Yeah. So, like, I was just on vacation. I was eating ice cream on the beach, and it was really nice. But we all know this. Like, you eat the ice cream, then the ice cream's gone, or it melts, or, or then you want water. This is right. straight Ram Dass. And then you want a nap, and then you want dinner, and then right. you want to go to bed. And then all, it's just always another thing. So, like, the way that the brain works is it gives you these like flashes of dopamine or adrenaline or endorphins and they're very temporary because your brain is trying to train the animal. That's basically right. what it's doing. Right. You go for a jog and then it gives you endorphins, but it will take it away yeah. so you'll do it again. So where, does, where is this joy that all of the spiritual teachers are talking about? It's in your fundamental awareness. It's in soul consciousness. And that's sort of where the be here now philosophy comes in. Totally. Not because, wanting. Because if you're being here now, why be here now is a good question. And it's because it's where the juice and the vitality and the electricity and the sex and the love, right. I don't mean literal sex, I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. the communing with the universe is available and it makes my life better right now as I'm talking to you. It's right. not just an idea that I hope you hold on to and go like, that sounds right. 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 I'm talking about unlearning things and forgetting things mm. and, and letting go of some of our desire for certainty and, and flowing with things and finding a lasting, uncircumstantial and peace. I think it helps a lot of us, I don't want to speak for other people really, but who are in this Western mindset, you know what I'm saying? And also stand-up entertainment is very competitive. And uh, other things are very competitive out there, you know? And it's like... Um, to, to train the mind. Like I just started doing I, – I do this this like Buddhist chanting thing oh, cool. at home, Namyo Horengikyo. And I also, um, I also just got an app on my phone for meditation because meditation to me was something that was very daunting because yeah. my mind is like thought, 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 thought. Sure. And I don't – so – but what it is is it's like if I put a little discipline into doing something that kind of brings me down to like a more balanced zone – uh, then I feel like it's training. It's like training a muscle. As Absolutely. crude as that sounds. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who are you when yeah. you stop thinking? I mean, that's really, that is the question of all spirituality. Right. It doesn't matter what like discipline a, you're from. Like a year ago, there was that missionary that 
took it upon himself to go to that sort oh, of secluded yeah, island and to was what? killed the the island of uh, Andaman of, Islands off India. The natives killed him mm-hmm. uh, basically as soon as he got there. I remember that <laughs> reading about that story, and it's like, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, but. I envy that conviction. I was raised wow. devoutly Catholic, and wow. I kind of miss, as I'm sure you did uh, in your you know, mid or late 20s, that sort of conviction of knowing the answers and, and being of the faith. You know what I mean? You do? I, I, nothing but that, I think, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I don't miss that at all. Maybe fish fries. I, I feel like the idea that I have to go and sell what's working from my tradition and mm-hmm. my land and my people to another people, and I, and I, I'm ashamed that I've done that yeah. on my missions trips. Oh, sure. Is it like it's an absurd thing to think that God is only coming to? He's only revealing Himself to people through the way that He revealed Himself to me. Exactly. Yeah. So while I I don't like that that guy was killed, and yeah. I understand passion, but where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. I mean, like we really need to. I believe in a God that is way more involved in like needing me to sell my, I would like you to use my symbol system is what that person is saying. And a lot of these traditions, when we listen to the shamans of the jungle and when we listen to the sadhus in the jungles of India, like we're talking about the same stuff. Jesus called it the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. The Muslims call it the garden of Allah. The Jews call it Shekinah. We're talking about like stirring yourself into isness, into God, losing your ego, losing your identity. And when I see the narcissism, and right. it is narcissism, yeah. of thinking your way is the only way, right. and the inclusion and the identity and the ego drive of saying, I'm going to take this. And while maybe it was from a big-hearted, beautiful place, I think it's misguided. For sure. I think it, there's something way more beautiful about Having some faith in God's ability to reveal himself in a, in a multitude of ways. Otherwise, what was he doing? Yeah. To think that like he wasn't talking to the universe for 14.5 billion right. years. By the way, this guy. And then he started uh, talking with Jesus. It's absurd. This guy mm-hmm. in my college was a really, really smart philosophy guy. And he <laughs> would consider himself an atheist. But you never know where you're going to get an interesting you know, sure. informational nugget from. And he said to me once at this party about uh, rationalism versus mysticism in religion. I said, oh, that sounds interesting. And he goes, for instance, Christianity is very rationalist. And I said, really? I, he goes, yes, because it's written out in this, 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 follow this, 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 this. And I said, what's mysticism then? I, mean, I kind of know the word. He goes, experiential. Yeah. It's actually literally you're in it. So they all have. There's, a, there's mystical Christianity, mystical Judaism, That's mystical right. Sufis in Islam. They don't read it and follow it as much as they get into it. Well, they understand that metaphor and right. myth is the right. only language yet we have to speak of God. Right. Literal truth is the lowest level of truth. Obviously, it's helpful for building bridges and making vaccines, right. and I'm grateful right. for it. Right. But when it comes to God language, it, it, it's trying to bring, it's trying to pull you, right. or I would even say seduce you into right a spiritual now. experience. Right. right here and right now. Right. Not right. about right. having the answers or having the right text right. or whatever. Or this happened 2,000 years ago. Or and you can read the Bible yeah. that way. That's yeah. one of the most psychologically beneficial things for me is the more I sort of strayed from my Christian upbringing yeah. The more I return to it with new eyes. That's why Jesus is always saying, if you have ears to hear, he's saying, you get it? Right, right. Don't listen to this literally. I'm trying to I'm trying to talk through you. It's like a magic eye picture. You have right. to look past it, and then you see the sailboat. Yeah. It's and, and, of course, in the West, what we do is we turn it into morality, and we turn it into exclusion. Right. Even though the word re- re- religion, religio, ligio is ligament, it's to unify. The Bible itself is two faiths together in a book. Right. Judaism, and it, it sh- right. it's inclusion. It's inclusionary in its construction of the text. Right, right. And we, of course, what is the ego and what does the narcissist do with that? And what does the Western modern mindset do with that? Right. We turn it into us versus them. And, by the and way, Jesus is always saying there yeah. is no them. Right, right. It's all us. There's and no one in the other boat. It's us. The Greek philosophers who were around at the time also had a lot of wisdom. So I think that's another part of the triangle probably. Truth is truth, man. That's, yeah. my, mo- that's my biggest passion is uncovering. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the, the book has a lot of truth from different places and i think people will be i hope pleased to see that hinduism and buddhism has shared values of christianity in a lot of ways yeah and, and that's that's a beautiful thing um hey we only have about five minutes but i wanted to ask a couple things about crashing since so many sure. people like that show and knew you from that as well so um two things i've been wondering the whole time uh that i'd love to ask you is uh was it odd in any way playing yourself like 10 years younger because basically it was like your start and then also, having had, as you admit in the book, um, hang-ups about sex in the past, 
was it weird like doing uh, sex scenes on the show? You had a couple of those, <laughs> yeah. or uh, or was it like, hey, great because you got past that? <laughs> um, it wasn't. It was kind of refreshing to play a younger version of me because it was somebody that was just a little bit sweeter. I'm still sweet, <laughs> but like I just have. I don't know. I'm just. I'm more calcified. I'm 40 years old, and sure. we're just. We There's know cigarettes involved now. Yeah, I'm smoking constantly. <laughs> right. I'm vaping with my baby. God bless her. But so there was something like when I was playing the the age on the show, I just was a little bit more naive. So it was almost like a vacation playing myself. Like I could be just a little bit quicker to laugh and love everybody in this sort of. It's a little bit phony, but like it's people like it. So he was like a likable character, and I liked being him. And then I'd go back to being regular me, and it, there's just like a little bit less going on, which I like, but it's not as uh, yeah. well received by people. <laughs> and the sex scenes were great. I I I know that's weird to say. <laughs> of course, I don't mean in they weren't erotic at yeah. all. There was sure. zero point, and I'm not saying that to yeah. be like cool or or sensitive. Um, you know, Jamie is a, a very dear friend of mine, and my wife was there, and her husband was I, I think on on the set maybe that week. Oh, and Jamie's was, husband, you mean? Yeah, Jamie's husband. Okay, Damn, that's your wife yeah. and her other husband. No, no, no. Yeah, we're it's yeah. we're weird. Very wild well, country. We, it's a we, yeah, we talked about the wrong <laughs> topics, guys. <laughs> so there were some other interesting things. Just but clarifying. They, you know, Val, my wife, and I were talking about it, just kissing somebody that you love, but like making – and we were laughing and doing all these like yeah. jokes and stuff. So it wasn't erotic and it was actually kind of freeing to take the thing that was so shameful and then do it with a boom operator like two feet to <laughs> right, your right. right and just be like yeah deal with it I mean <laughs> it's okay we're all well, you if I it. can say one thing to the AM radio audience we're okay it's okay, okay good. it's okay can I ask you with Crashing <laughs> um, you love that show um, what would you say the breakdown was between wanting to be like 100% historically real to your experience with heightening maybe and altering things for entertainment sake. Yeah. Well, Where Jed, Jed was very good at that. I, I would tell him what really happened and yeah, he yeah. would turn the volume up on certain things to make them funnier or more interesting. Yeah. So I would say, for example, I said to him, getting divorced is like having a yard sale where all your possessions are laid out on the lawn. And he was like, well, then you should have a yard sale. Mm-hmm. So we right. did an episode where there's a yard <laughs> yeah, sale. That was great. Right. So like any time that I would almost make a metaphor, he would make it true. And we're back to spirituality. Sometimes that's the best way to tell a story is right. with something that may be literal. Oh. It could be. Literally true, but it may not be literally true, but it's more than literally true. Maybe right. it conveys right. the feeling. Right. Maybe I'm an apatowist. Maybe you're an apatowist. Is, is, <laughs> a lot is, to think about today. No, Leaf, the affair Apatowism. guy, um, the affair guy, Leaf, right? That yeah. was the character's yeah, name? Leaf, yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious. Love that character. What was the actual, if you don't mind me asking, guy? No, like? it was more, he was more like a man's man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked him. I'm not just saying that again, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be a nice guy. We were, we were friendly. And I really do wish him the best in case he listens to AM radio from Glendale. <laughs> um, but Los Angeles. He, he, w- he was sort of the opposite yeah. of me. He was very decisive right. and, and strong right. and right. kind of muscly. And, right. and, but we made it leaf because we wanted an excuse to bring in some of that, some of that Buddhism and right. some Did of the philosophy. Did you say it's like directly Ram Dass quotes? That he is saying has. a lot of Ram Dass. So right. if you liked Leaf or thought that there might have been something true about him, but what he really was was about making friends with change. Right. So it's not just suffering. It's this guy comes in and, and sleeps with your wife in the show and in real life. And can you can you make friends with that person? Oh, you love the uh, guy. And it's like I love that. And learn, and learn to love it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Can you learn to love what is? That's another fundamental well, we've learned to love you, Pete Holmes. Ah! How's that for a segue? Kozlowski. Um, we we got to get going here, but I want to encourage everybody to uh, buy and read the fantastic book, Comedy Sex God, out yeah. Tuesday everywhere. And also, uh, where else can people find out about you and your shows? Uh, Pete Holmes on Instagram, Pete Holmes on Twitter. All right, yeah. and there's a PeteHolmes.com. There's correct? a PeteHolmes.com. It's very bad. Somebody redo it <laughs> it's for pretty, me. Yeah, it's pretty limited. It's real bad. <laughs> Not it. All right, folks, until next time, I'm Carl Kozlowski. Yeah. yeah. Really stick it. And you have been co- joined by? Kevin Corcoran. And Adam Grotman. And next week, we have multiple New York Times bestselling author, A.J. Jacobs. And until uh, then, this has been Mano. Yeah. The Man Up Show was sponsored by Delgado Productions on AM870, The Answer. 
Hello? Hey, Johnny, you got the gig. You're headlining this weekend. Oh, right! Well, I gotta get a new suit. Maybe one of those four for the price of one. Johnny, take five. Whoa! Who are- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.